at wolfproofing.net. There's college basketball rivalry action and aims for the second night in a row as the Cyclones men battle the Hawkeyes. Last night, Caitlin Clark scored 35 to become the 15th player in Division I history to surpass 3,000 career points as the Iowa women beat the Cyclones. NFL tonight, the Steelers host the Patriots. Oddsmakers set the over-under at 30.5, the lowest total for an NFL game since 1993. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios. Where every Thursday, Bubba's boneless wings are half price. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back. Our number two, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Let's take a look at two of our regional NFL teams, the Packers momentarily, the Chiefs coming up with Nick Athen, bottom of the hour. I guess we'll get all three, right? We're three of them, because Cappy in Chicago. I'm guessing there'll be some Bears conversation, yes. part of that uh, segment at the bottom of the hour as well. Well, the music says time to talk to our friend Dave Sinekin, zonecoverage.com, zonecoverage.com. Dave, Trent, and Ken coming off a win at Lambeau. You were at Lambeau last Sunday night. We'll get to that in a second where I want to start with you. Is First of all, welcome as always. Uh, your son is a freshman at Iowa State. Is he going to experience Hilton magic tonight when I when Iowa State collide, or was he there last night? Have you talked to him? Is he, is he making his way to the games tonight? Uh, yeah, he is going to make his Hilton debut tonight. I know he's really excited about it. Uh, you know, he played football in high school, but yep. uh, his dad, his dad's a big uh, bucket guy, so we've gone to a lot of Hilton games over the years. And yeah, no, he's excited to make his debut. I wish I could be down there to join him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're an Indiana grad. You saw a lot of good basketball. And I did. I, I should did. mention uh, this as well. That Dave's been uh, KFAN weekends, and of course, Packer preview. You're 28, Dave. Uh, you're 28 of Packer Preview. That is correct. Unbelievable. And Saturday and Sunday mornings uh, at KFAN, our sister station uh, in the Twin Cities. Well, uh, look, it's uh, I didn't see it coming. I thought the Packers were, you know, on that uh, slope to you know picking somewhere in the you know, high single digits, somewhere around there. But all of a sudden, Jordan loves. I want to say his light has come on. I, I really think that. I do. Uh, he seemingly is a different quarterback uh, to the extent where, you know, fans of the Bears and the Vikings and the Lions got to be thinking to themselves, oh, my God, just when I thought it was over. Not saying that he's going to be far for Rodgers, but he looks as though that the Packers have found their quarterback. Do you feel that way? Yeah, I'm starting to believe. I You know, I hate to make any grand pronouncements. We all want to make rush judgments. He stinks. He's great. Uh, You know, just nobody has patience. Nobody has time to just let things play out, but that's the world we live in. Um, But no, this season, as I've told you guys all year, has been about growth of Jordan Love. And if there's a decision after this season that can be made to say, yep, we think he's the guy. Uh, We're willing to pay him 40, 50 million a year and, and let's go. And, you know, you're right. I mean, three weeks ago, the Packers were at the number six spot in the draft, and now they're the number seven spot in the playoffs. And, um, you know, we've seen the, the natural progression against quality opponents. You know, the Chargers, the Lions, those are good teams, but not great defenses. This one, to me, was a real litmus test against a, a really good pass defense, the, the defending champs on a primetime stage against Patrick Mahomes. And he delivered, he outdueled Mahomes, and he. He was right there toe-to-toe and helped lead the Packers to a wire-to-wire win. So you have to believe that you're seeing the confidence and the growth, and and now he faces five opponents, none of which have a winning record, and the Packers have to prove that they can 
not play down to their competition, to keep their you know, foot on the pedal. And again, the, the Giants aren't very good, but I think Martindale is going to try to throw the yep. kitchen sink at love too. And he's been very good against the blitz. He showed that Sunday night, another big test, but yes, uh, the arrow is definitely pointing straight up right now. And I know Packer nation is giddy at the prospects of what this guy might become. Speaking of arrow pointing up, it appears to be that way for Christian Watson here over mm. the last few weeks. And no. then doing the right thing late in that football game, getting down, keeping the clock running and the hamstring again. What's the latest on that front? Him trying to work his way back. Felt like he was popping again and another injury for Watson. So frustrating, right? You just see the playmaker he can be. And we saw it again uh, the other night with just some big catches. And, yeah, from my vantage point, I thought, hey, smart move. He got down in bounds. And little did I know, his hamstring collapsed. (laughs) And Hmm. and that would have been more that was the reason. Uh, It sounds like he's dodged anything serious, but, you know, it is a hamstring. Uh, The Packers have been dealing with Aaron Jones and that injury all Mm -hmm. season. It cost Watson the first three games the same hamstring. So I'm quite certain he's going to miss a little time. You know, if you could tell me right now that he'll be back New Year's Eve for the Vikings, miss these next three games, and be 100%, I'll sign up for that right now. Because, I mean, it, really, if you can't beat the Giants, Bucks, and Panthers, uh, minus Christian Watson and maybe Aaron Jones, then what are we doing here? So let's get the kid healthy. But it's just been a a frustrating two years for him. He can't seem to string four or five games together, and hopefully he'll get past that, but for right now, it's definitely a concern. Uh, no doubt about it. When you mention those uh, next three games, Giants, Bucks, and, and the Panthers, uh, three very winnable football games, that uh, New Year's Eve tilt, NBC Sunday night, uh, that that's going to be an absolute blast. In Minnesota, um, obviously under under a lid, uh, Packers and the Vikings. The, the, the ramifications, what's on the line in this game, I mean, they could be both fighting for that final playoff spot in the NFC, or maybe one of them's you know moved ahead a little bit, but uh, the Packers and the Vikings, then you finish with the Bears, but that Vikings game on New Year's Eve, my gosh. Uh, it'll be crazy. New Year's Eve at the bank, you know, a few weeks ago, it looked like maybe that's a candidate to be flexed out. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great rivalry for us, but is it for the nation? Uh, but you're right. The way things stand right now, that game could be a playoff game or certainly playoff positioning game. It's always a huge game for us up here. And Packers have some unfinished business after the Vikings yep. took care of business in Lambeau. So um, I'm very excited for that. But I really want this team to just keep developing, keep growing, try to stay somewhat healthy because it's just a, a weekly refrain, the long injured list. I know every team's got them, but man, Green Bay's list just keeps getting longer and longer. But no, all signs point to that game being a a real barn burner on New Year's Eve. I can't wait. You mentioned Aaron Jones and his injury battle throughout the course of this year. Him and A.J. Dillon, it has been a disappointment on the ground all season long, really for both of those guys. Is it offensive line related, or is it just neither of these guys being able to have the juice to be an above-average NFL quarterback right, or running back right now? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I don't know that I have the right answer. This offensive line is just very good as a pass-blocking unit, and in the past, they have been good run blocking. Um, they still have concerns at right guard whether um, uh, John Runyon's the guy that they sprinkled Sean Ryan in. When Ryan's been in there, uh, he's done a much better job at run blocking. And it might be something you see in these final weeks is more Sean Ryan to guard because uh, Green Bay needs to rely on the running game and A.J. Dillon down the stretch. Dillon's looked better in recent weeks, and he's played for a contract. So uh, I don't know. I, I, Jones is such a spark plug. It's so frustrated that he hasn't been out there. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him again this week. 
But, man, uh, when he's there, uh, the line looks a lot better because he can make holes for himself. But I think it's a combo planner, but it's been a disappointment as far as the offense goes all season long. Who would you say is the MVP of this defense? Would it be Rashawn Gary? Uh, top of my head. Walker? Yeah. I would say Gary or Kenny Clark. Who Kenny really Clark, sets okay. the tone up front with some young guys around him. But Gary is such a game wrecker when he's out there. It, it, it took him a while. I mean, he... He tore his ACL in November and was back week one, which is really remarkable. He wasn't 100%, and they were really careful with his reps early, but he's been unleashed the last few weeks. And I'd say if you ask another team, like, what defensive guy do you have to game plan against, they would say, you know, Rashawn Gary. But, you know, I'll, I'll put an asterisk in for a rookie seventh-round pick, uh, Carrington Valentine, who, when they traded Rasul Douglas, was asked to step right in, and no Jair Alexander next to him. And the fact that that this young seventh-round pick uh, has led this cornerback group against Herbert, Goff, and Mahomes, mm. and they haven't collapsed. He's been kind of an unsung hero and a real find for this team. I mean, they, they, they traded Rasul Douglas thinking three and six, they're out of the mix. Yeah. I'd like to have Rasul Douglas back right now as we, as we work for a playoff spot. Monday night, it's the Giants. It's a road game. It's the NFL. Tommy DeVito the last few weeks has looked okay. Giants coming off a bye all those caveats aside, what else makes you nervous about this game? You said earlier it really should be able to win these next three games, even minus Watson. What concerns you most when you look at this Giants team? Yeah, I mean, certainly the exotic defensive looks. Dexter Lawrence might play. That would be a real shot in the arm for the defense. Uh, just how do you come back off a real big emotional game on a big stage um, when the Giants have had two weeks to prep for you? And you don't have a ton of tape on Tommy DeVito, but the fact that they've named him the starter the rest of the year. He's got confidence now, doesn't have to worry about his next mistake, and Tyrod Taylor is going to be out there. Uh, but Green Bay should be able to pass rush on this team and put him in lots of peril. So um, I, I think Green Bay is going to get the, the job done Monday, but I think it's going to be close. This six-and-a-half-point spread seems kind of crazy to me. I, I think Green Bay is going to be lucky to pull this out. I was in London last year when Green Bay was in control against this team, and and they fired back and, and stole the game in the second half. So I hope the team remembers that. Uh, this is a game, I, to me, it's probably the most dangerous game between now and New Year's Eve mm-hmm. um, because I, I do think that there is some talent there, and Saquon Barkley was certainly a big problem for Green Bay last year. So uh, take care of Tommy DeVito. Don't let him have time to survey the field. Keep him uh, running for his life. and. Defense should be the, the unit that flexes on Monday night. Zonecoverage.com. Zonecoverage.com is where you can read Dave. You can hear him on KFAN Weekends. And uh, we appreciate you coming on to talk Packers on a weekly basis, Dave Sinekin. We'll speak with you next week. Thank you. Anytime, guys. Have a good week. Yep. Good to hear from you, Dave Sinekin. Zonecoverage.com. Chiefsblitz.com for Nick Athen. All of a sudden, the Kansas City Chiefs. The last five, they're two and three. Oh, geez, look at two you. Two and three. Grasping at straws. <laughs> Hello, Nick Athen, Trent and Ken. How are you? Yeah, spoken like a true Broncos fan. <laughs> I get you. I hear you. Uh, but you know what? Um, Got to give Jordan Love and the Packers credit, right, to, for uh, yeah. a, a really good win. I loved it. That I told Mitch Holtis this yesterday. Uh, the calls did not go uh, the, the Chiefs' way, specifically, you know, the pass interference at the end, and even in the on the hail mary at the end. But Mahomes, he didn't yeah. want to hear about it. He didn't want to have it. it uh, wasn't going to bring it up. Uh, give him credit for that. So uh, here come the Buffalo Bills. When the schedule comes out, you're looking at this one. Oh my God, this is yep. for. 
This is probably going to determine where the AFC is going to end up going through. Uh, the Bills haven't had a good year. The Chiefs are still very much alive for the one seed, but the point spread being at one and a half tells me that the, the line makers think that this is a toss-up game. Nick Athen, do you see it that way? Well, I do, and I still think this is a game that might determine the number one seed. Just not the way the Bills had envisioned it when the when the season started. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is these teams are both desperate for different reasons and. You know the Bills are, are if they lose this game. They're, they're they got no shot for the playoffs. Um, if they win this game, then yeah, they've got a they got a, a better chance to catch you know the Texans and, and fend off a team like the Broncos that played relatively well until last weekend. So you know, and for Kansas City, it's you know can they can Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid figure out the the offensive woes? And a big big issue is Isaiah Pacheco has not practiced this week at all. Mm-hmm. So he's got a he's got a little uh, bone bruise and uh, in his uh, shoulder and, and it's painful. Um, so he's fifty fifty, I'd say. You know, at, uh, right now that he's going to play, and that would be huge. But yeah, this is the biggest. This is a huge game. This is a playoff game. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Uh, but you know, this could be one of those in the fourth quarter. The last team with a possession decides to go for two for the win. That's kind of how I see it. Mm. You mentioned injuries, and they are stacking up, including at the linebacker yeah. spot. Now, Nick Bolton getting very close to coming back. They need uh, him. Yes, absolutely. Getting him. Yeah. How close is he? I know he was a full participant yesterday in practice. And then Tranquil, what's going on there as he goes through concussion protocol? Uh, as far as Tranquil goes, I don't expect to see him next week. And I'd honestly be shocked if he played against the Patriots a week later. He, I mean, he, his bell was rung so bad, he didn't even know where the locker room was <laughs> at the end of the game. And, and, and if Nick Bolton will play this week, he will be back. Um, so that's going to help this defense immensely. And, and Tranquil just did a, a terrific job. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like 1A or 1B on my, you know, must-sign free agent list for the Chiefs. Um, he, just, he just brought a whole different element to this defense. And, you know, when he's healthy and Bolton is healthy, that, that, that really helps this Chiefs defense against the run, against the pass, being able to blitz. Um, so I, I, Bolton will be back. Tranquil, I just don't see playing for a couple more weeks. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, safe to say that he's uh, he's been bad, right? I mean, no, no, there's no getting around yeah. it. Um, what 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 are they going to do? That you got to look within and on that roster. There's just not. Is McCall Hardman ever going to play again? Uh, he's not going to play until probably week, probably the Bengals game. I think he's eligible to come okay. back. Um, maybe the Raiders game on Christmas. You know, he has a he had, you know he broke his thumb, and so obviously it's going to need. A little time post surgery to heal, but you know I don't know. It's, it's Rasheed Rice, uh, it's Isaiah Pacheco, and it's Travis Kelsey, and maybe you know somebody steps up. I mean, I don't know who it's going to be. Valdez Scanlon. I mean, you know, maybe Dave Simpson wants him back in Green Bay because I just don't. But yeah. um, I, I don't get it. I mean, he has he has skill, he has speed. He's just never in the right place, and he never adjusts to the ball. And Patrick Mahomes just can't throw the ball any better to him, even though Patrick blames himself for, you know, his mishaps. Um, you know, Kadarius Tony, where was he last week? I mean, mm-hmm. you don't think that maybe Tony could have run one of those fly patterns and, you know, fought for the ball? I mean, it just seems like it's who wants to step up. Um, and that's the problem. And, and Patrick Mahomes has to just keep firing. And, you know, maybe they, they put Noah Gray out there. He's only dropped one pass this year. You know, you play two tight ends every snap, and you take your chances. Justin Watson is reliable, but, you know, maybe Richie James. I mean, I thought Richie played great for the Giants last year, and 
you know, with, with, with his core, Daniel Jones is his quarterback. So um, they have to solve this problem. If they can get past the Bills, the rest of the remaining schedule should be relatively simple. Absolutely. And they should be able to, to get these guys on the field and, and make plays. All right. So we talked about this at the beginning of the season, kind of flippantly, the Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey relationship, and now she's calling out the dads, the Brads, and the Chads, and we got this going that. on. That's great. Is the juice worth the squeeze here, or if this thing goes awry, are we going to point to Taylor Swift? Hmm. Yoko no. <laughs> no, we're not pointing anything at Taylor Swift. I mean, there were even people yesterday going on about her politics and all that. I'm oh, just like, listen, they're in love. Uh, you know, he bought a $6 million house for her to <laughs> live in Kansas City yep. for, the, for, for most of the time that uh, you know she's going to be off tour. Um, they're clearly going to probably go the distance here. Um, you know, uh, listen, I think Taylor Swift has brought uh, electricity. I think it's great. I really do. It's good for the NFL. Yep. It's good for the Chiefs. You know, the Chiefs are the it team, even though they're not playing very well, you know, on the field at the moment. But, you know, listen, if you get a chance to, 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 to be with Taylor Swift and you're playing – on a team that's won two Super Bowls in the last four years. Life's pretty good for Travis. It's good for the fan base. It's good for the Swifties. And quite honestly, I thought that the networks did a good job last week of not uh, showing her too often in the suite. And, you know, she's just a fan and supporting her boyfriend. And um, I don't think anybody's going to blame her. But, of course, if they break up and they don't win the Super Bowl, you know what's going to happen. The media arrive. People will take their 15 minutes of fame and bash her. But, I think it's great for both of them. I think it's great for the Chiefs. I think it's great for football. And, uh, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic for looking at it. Yeah, you know what? I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I'm, I'm into it, too. <laughs> Look at you guys. I'm into it, too. Uh, good for them. Hey, when you're old as we are, buddy, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Differently. Uh, Nick, have a good week. Talk to you next week. Chiefsblitz.com. Chiefsblitz.com for Nick Athen and his team over there. Thank you, bud. All right, take care. Good to talk to you. Nick Athen, as we check in on the Chiefs, Dave Sinekin zone coverage as we check in on the Packers. Chiefs, if they beat the Bills down the stretch, they go to New England. Christmas Mm -hmm. Day, they're home to the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Uh, New Year's Eve, they host the Bengals. Who with Browning? They were really good last week. They were, but it's a home game. It's a home game. It's yeah. an Arrowhead. It's and a, Cincinnati at that point also they be, should be done. Yeah, probably will be. Yeah. And then they go to L.A. for the final game of the year against the Chargers. And who will be the interim coach at that point? Um, but potentially you're right. Yeah. Right, it could be. Or just waiting for Black Monday for the very next day. Yeah, for Staley. Yeah, he's got. He's in the final hours of his coaching career with the Chargers, and the building will be sixty percent uh, fans of the Chiefs. Speaking of buildings, and percentage wise, real quick, so we got to get the cap. Uh, I heard estimates last night seventy thirty at Hilton seventy thirty percent. Oh, really? That many? I was surprised by that, and that's that coming from high. a that coming from a Cyclone fan. Really? Yes. Wow. From okay. a Cyclone fan. And yeah, I, if it would have come from a Hawkeye perspective, like eh. yeah, right. Wow. Uh, the cheers were very audible on TV. Him. Yes, and then he tapped the brain. I said maybe. 75-25, but he was um, uh, surprised that as many Hawkeye fans made their way over there. Well, I'm going to guess as large of a contingent ever in Hilton yeah, from the Hawkeye side of sure. things for a Cyhawk. Well, not just women's game, just game in general, yep. right? I love that ESPN was there. Mm-hmm. and, and uh, Getting Rebecca Lobo. Getting Rebecca, uh, building up to it on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. promoing the event. It was good. Cappy next. Miller and Condon, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cap. He's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. <laughs> 
If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renter's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renter's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to Renter'sWarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-44. New ownership. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on... Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our weekly conversation with David Kaplan. Lots of Chicago topics to get to. Let's get right to the Cap Man. Hello, Cap Trent Ken. How are you? I am awesome. Thank you for adjusting your schedule for me. It's just been so much going on and death in the family. I had to deal with so, a whole bunch of Stuff, but I'm glad to be with you now. No, we appreciate it, Cap, and we'll go out of our way to accommodate you. You add a whole ton to our program. So uh, I want to start with Jason Benetti, who went on a, uh, a rival station in Chicago, I believe it was 670 The Score, and kind yep. of... Um, um, you know, kind of went behind the scenes, kind of a little bit, right, as to what went on and why he's not still uh, in the White Sox uh, booth working with Steve Stone. Um, I'm glad that he did. I'm surprised on one hand that he did. What was your takeaway from Jason Benetti kind of taking us uh, behind the scenes a little bit? Look, I love Jason. I think he is amazingly good at what he does, and I'm on Team Jason. If he is better off for him and his you know, closest that he has, his family, that he feels better in Detroit than he does here, then I will tune in to Detroit Tigers broadcast to listen to Jason Benetti because he's A, my friend. B, that's how good I think he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm saddened because I watch, as you know, I'm a Cub fan first, but I'm not one of those guys that's a Sox hater. And so I watch every game, every day of both teams. That's my job and it's my passion. And I will be saddened not to hear him and Stoney because I thought the booth was really wonderful with the two of them in it. But obviously, it was not just, well, I'm going to make more money. There, there was something there that was a little bit, listening to the interview, and I'm friends with the two guys that did it, Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel. I like them both. He's obviously troubled by the relationship that he had here in Chicago. Whether he's right, wrong, I have no idea because I didn't, 
I was not party to it. I'm just saddened he won't be on Chicago baseball because I think he's awesome. He is an excellent broadcaster and certainly a step up for the Tigers. And yeah. they're going to be on my TV a whole lot yeah, more coming too. up this spring and summer, no doubt about and it. The Tigers are getting better, man. They yeah. are. They're they're getting there, and they're probably that team pushing for number two with my Twins. And well, the Twins don't have any money. That's a different conversation. The other big story with the White Sox is Nashville. Empty threat, Reinsdorf being Reinsdorf. What's your read on this? Look, I like Jerry. I think he's a good man. I do. I think he's a really good person. But I think when you jokingly go, we're not going to be in the Otani thing, and you're coming out of a 101 lost season, and you made the managerial hire, whether Tony's a good manager or bad manager, you got to let your people do their deal, not right when they're ready to win. Say, hey, Rick, I know I let you rebuild this thing, or Kenny, um, I'm picking this. 77-year-old manager to right or wrong, 1986, I disagreed with those decisions. And then everyone here is so down on the White Sox that to go make sure people know that you met with the the mayor of Nashville who's looking openly for a team, if you want to do that privately and just say, you know, if things don't work out, are you guys interested? All right, let me file that in the back of my mind here. That's fine. To make sure that it got out, that I thought was really poor taste. Really. Now, you got to remember, you guys are younger than me in 1989. No, 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 I'm not. You're not younger than me? I'm, I'm born in 58. Oh, you're older than me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. That's a good day for me then. <laughs> I found someone that's older than me. Um, in 1989... They had to have a deal done to keep the White Sox in Chicago in a new stadium by 11.59.59 on whatever date it was. And all of the news channels back then, I don't think there was a Fox yet, but there was CBS, ABC, NBC, WGN. They were all carrying the news till almost 1 o'clock in the morning, live, every station, live at, City Hall or the State of Illinois building or wherever they were doing it, and at 11.58, somebody unplugged the clock. (laughs) And at midnight, people were like, well, they didn't get a deal done. They're gone. They were going to St. Petersburg. There would be no Rays. They would have been the Tampa Bay White Sox. And they said, no, we don't know what you're talking about. It's not midnight yet. And uh, late Governor Big Jim Thompson twisted a bunch of arms, and he kept the White Sox in Chicago, and they built that you know, monstrosity of a stadium that they've renovated now a couple of times. It's better than it was. My point is Jerry's comment after that was, you got to have leverage to get what you want. Well, this isn't really the time for Jerry to try and manufacture leverage, is my point. Hmm. Cap, what was Comiskey like? I, that's one that I wish – that and Tiger Stadium. I've been to a lot of them, lucky to have been got to a lot of them that are no longer there. But Miss Comiskey, uh, what did I miss? Uh, Comiskey was a – Look, it was a dump at the end. It was, but I was a beer vendor there, and it was amazing. Yeah, it really was. It was super cool to be there when it was crowded, and Greg Luzinski and Richie's disc are hitting balls on the left field roof. Ron Kittle, Ron Kittle, yeah, yeah, amazing to watch a baseball game there. I thought it was really cool. It needed to go. It was old, dumpy, the whole deal. It didn't have the charm of Wrigley Field because it didn't have the Ivy in the neighborhood and all that, but it was super cool. And there was a bar across the street called McCutty's, 
And when they did the deal to get the new stadium, they had to guarantee there'd be a new McCuddy's. Really? And it never happened. No. For whatever ha- reason, they never got it. But the legendary story behind McCuddy's is that Babe Ruth is playing there, and he literally caught a ball, threw it in, they rolled it to the plate. He, he He's not up that inning. He runs in his spikes and in his <laughs> uniform across the street to McCuddy's, has a hot dog and a beer, and comes back out to the field. That's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> there, there was a lot of charm and cool stuff there. Uh, that That's awesome. Uh, one more, uh, bait. well, we got to switch to the Cubs. Is there anything to the Nightingale-Hoyer uh, blow up that apparently, depending on who you read or who you listen to, happened at the winter meetings. I, I guess it had to do around Otani when Nightingale reported that the Cubs are no longer in the mix for Shohei Otani. Was there a blow yeah, up? I, there, it was 20 seconds. I talked to Jesse Rogers, who was standing there. I wasn't there. Jesse Rogers was standing there. He said, Cap, it's at max 20 seconds. And Jed was unhappy with whether it's Otani or something else. Something Bob Roeder reported Jesse was not, uh, excuse me, Jed was not happy with. And he made his point known emphatically, and then he moved on. And I've never gotten that from Jed. I've gotten it from Theo. Theo has a temper now. I mean, a temper. And that's cool. You don't like something I report? That's A-OK. I'm good with you confront me, and then we move on. I've dealt with that with Jim Hendry, with John Paxson. I've had it with Jerry Angelo. I've had it with a bunch of Kenny Williams. Okay, that's just part of the deal. Are the Cubs in? Are the Cubs out? So I said this on the radio this morning. I don't think they're getting him. It's not my money. I think it would be super cool if he was here. But I was also told Otani sleeps 14 hours a day. He does not do any media, any. I'm talking none other than after he pitches. So does that mean this year he's not pitching? He's not going to speak to the media? Hmm. They don't get a chance to, hey, can we ride with you to the ballpark and put a camera in for Angels TV? Nope. Uh, he got a dog, and the media said, oh, you got a dog. What kind of dog and what's the name? That's personal. He won't even tell you what kind of dog he has. He has his own routine. He does not follow what the pitching coach wants, what the manager no, I do my own training, I do my own deal, I show up, I play, and I leave. Now, to most fans, they'd be like, well, you're really good, I don't care. But he, what it was explained to me was, if you pay this guy $600 million or whatever it's going to end up being, he's not, hey, can we mic you up for marquee? No. Can we get you to meet with sponsors? No. Can we do, no. And he's not, like in L.A. and the Angels, there's four beat writers there. In Wrigley? There's a hundred at every game. He doesn't care and will not engage in any way, shape, or form. You don't know if he's going to be able to pitch. We think so. He's out all next year in terms of pitching with another elbow injury. So what do you want, an opt-out, and then you want more money if you pitch well? There's a lot there that you're not getting back. Is he a great hitter? He's an amazing hitter. So you tell me, I still need a third baseman. I still need a first baseman. I still need a number one starter this year. I still need a closer, and I need probably three other bullpen arms. You spend $500 million on him, eventually the spigot gets turned off. So if you could fill all the other holes and we don't get them, I'm okay. Five games to go in the Justin Fields era, it appears, in Chicago. Yesterday, he met with the media. 
And I thought some pretty pointed things. I mean, he said that talking about Chicago, I think in general, not just the media, y'all don't hold back and had some things that were interested. Nothing he can control. Just go out there and play your takeaway from fields in this final stretch here, likely of his run in Chicago. If they didn't have the number one pick or the number two pick, he might be back. Mm-hmm. But, man, you're telling me you left C.J. Stroud on the board and now he's really good? And now you're going to tell me you're going to leave whoever it is, Caleb Williams, Drake May, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Pettit, whoever it is. If your guys tell you there is a franchise quarterback in the draft, you're telling me you're not taking him again? Like, if they were picking 16th, Keep Justin, add the best player you can, move on. They're going to pick one and, I don't know, four, six, seven. They're mm-hmm. going to get two really, really good players. You're not taking a quarterback. He, I don't believe that because I watched the All-22 from the Viking game. They picked off four Josh Dobbs passes. They didn't get in the end zone one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, they threw too many screen passes. Okay, maybe they did. Maybe they Luke Getsy threw a few too many screens. But I can promise you, go back and just get your game pass, NFL game pass, and watch the tape, the coach's tape. There are multiple times he has people down the field open, and he doesn't throw the football, or he does, or he misses, in Darnell Mooney's case, has him wide open on the sideline and misses him. So both things can be true here. Luke may have not had the greatest game plan. Justin also wasn't outstanding. Yeah, guessing there'll be a lot of uh, Patriots fans in Chicago tonight, uh, hoping that they can find a way to knock off the Steelers. Yeah, see, and I'm rooting for Mitch and my oh, sure. director, my director of content, Danny Zadman. He's like, "No, you can't root for Mitch. We need the Patriots to win tonight." Yeah, and I'm like, "All right, that's a, whatever. If that happens, fine." But I'm a Mitch guy, so I hope he plays well. We shall see. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cap. Cap, thanks for doing this. We will speak with you next Wednesday. Appreciate it, Cap. I look forward to it. Happy holiday season, everybody. Thank you, buddy. Take care. Good to hear from you, David Kaplan, as we check in with our buddy in Chicago. And we are able to do so thanks to our friends at Centurion Stone of Iowa, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street. That's where you'll find the showroom. You can check them out online, centurionstoneofiowa.com, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Premier selection of stone veneer, looking for manufactured or natural stone, whether to update or accent Anything inside or outside, any project, any size, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Check them out uh, at the showroom. Miller and Condon, Trent's plays of the day there. Next Circus Sports sponsor those. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Time for a quote today. Wondering if your roof is showing signs of damage or aging? Call the trusted team at Wolf Roofing, like I did, to have them assess your roof. They're a local company with 30 years of experience. After a thorough inspection, they'll provide you with an honest, free estimate, help you choose the best product for your home and budget, then get your project done in one day. Wolf Roofing knows your home is one of your greatest investments. Let them take care of it for you. Call 515-225-225. 8866 for a free estimate or go online for terms and conditions. It's the most wonderful time of the year at Carver Hawkeye Arena because it's Iowa basketball season. The holidays are the perfect time to gather your family and friends to cheer on the Hawkeyes. Great ticket options are available. From single game tickets to group plans, there's no better time to cheer on the Hawkeyes and enjoy an Iowa basketball game at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Find the team schedules and explore ticket options by visiting HawkeyeSports.com. 
Putty's Tavern, 240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines is now open and under new ownership. Featuring 50 beers on tap with a huge local selection. Tutty's Tavern is the upscale sports bar you've been looking for. With great steaks, lobster tails, sandwiches, burgers, and an oyster bar. With oysters five different ways, score a touchdown at Tutty's Tavern. 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Under new- Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. All right, final minute here on a uh, Thursday. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time for Trent's play of the day. How many of you got, and is Cyhawk a part of it? Cyhawk is a part of it. We're up to four. Let's start in the NFL. Now, I want to find a way to get involved with a historic low NFL total. <laughs> I just couldn't get there. I think if Kenny Pickett was here, maybe, maybe well, yeah. the total wouldn't be as low either right. in this football game. But I got to grab New England in the points. An opportunity to bet against Mitchell Trubisky, even with that godforsaken. You're betting on Bailey Zappi. That, that's fine. Okay. They have now given up 10 points or less. Three consecutive games have the Patriots, and yet they have lost all three games. Neither team's going to move the football. I, I so want to bet an under. I saw the last seven outside of Week 17, Week 18 games that are a lot different. Games in the main course of the season, last seven times there's been a total approaching this level. All seven of them have gone over. I can't get there. Not with these two quarterbacks. Give me the Pats plus the six and an opportunity to bet against Trubisky. Oh, that is so good. It does seem like a lot of points in a game with such a low total. I I did find a six and a half for Iowa State. I am going to lay that. That was at, I believe, Bet Rivers, maybe it was, a FanDuel at six and a half. So I will jump on that one instead of laying the seven. Always shop for the best number, and Circle will Mm -hmm. tell you the same thing and go that route. Two others in college basketball. Eastern Illinois, they're laying four and a half at home against Uwe Pui, IUPUI, and I will lay the four and a half there and give me the over tonight in Arkansas, Little Rock, Central Arkansas, the Battle of Arkansas, the natural state. Is that what it is? I have no idea. You're asking a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, didn't, didn't have that one there. So Iowa State minus six and a half, Eastern Illinois minus four and a half, over in Arkansas, Little Rock, Central Arkansas, and the Patriots plus the six, my picks of the day. Good stuff. Well, the game is on ESPNU, but if you can't be in front of your TV, we've got two options right here in the building for you. Down the hall to our left is 1040WHO for the Hawks. Down the hall to our right is 100.3 The Bus, where you can hear John Walters and Eric Heft call the game tonight. Enjoy the game. Uh, enjoy Murphy and Addy. They're coming up in five minutes to drive this afternoon with uh, Sean and I think Nathan Fisher. Uh, we're Miller and Condon weekdays, 11 to 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.